All right, I'm black. We're still going to talk about fucking and fucking religion. (laughs) But I was talking about the BBC. In this case, I'm talking about the British Broadcasting Company, not what Mia did on film. But I mean, I mentioned the BBC because she's been on major networks. She's been on podcasts that had hundreds of thousands, if not millions of listeners. And she's gone to talk about how horrible the porn industry is. And I mentioned Carter Cruz because Carter was like, yo, I was friends with Mia. We were kind of cool. And even Carter was like, there's a narrative that needs to be pushed so we can continue to demonize sex workers. They will, they want to find the Mia Khalifas. And I'm not saying that Mia didn't have a negative experience. I'm not, I'm not saying that at all. If she says her experience sucked, sucked, hold on. You know what time it is. Mm. Gin and truth. It's naughty. Let's go. But I'm not saying Mia's lying. I'm not saying that at all. I'm not saying that there aren't some people who get in that porn industry and they are completely screwed over. Yes, I was about to say fucked over, but I can't take another shot right now. But what Carter was saying is they don't ask me those questions. They don't ask Lisa Ann those questions. They don't ask Angela White those questions. And right now, some of y'all are acting, oh, I don't know who those people are. Shut the fuck up. Yes, you do. You can find abuses in every single industry. Again, I I am not Derek Thomas, but I have been in an NFL locker room. I've heard the stories, and you know what? You can find abuses in those uh, careers as well. I work in a fitness studio. It attracts certain people in that industry, people who are looking for control. Every single industry has its abuses. Porn, because it is a natural instinct, it is easy to target it. And so, again, Carter was like, yo, why why not ask the girls and the guys with the positive experiences? You want to know why? They've got a product to sell, and it is to demonize sex. And when you go to those church services, they always, and and that's not the only person I've ever heard. That's not the only sermon where there is a former burned out a porn producer, director, talent agent who found Jesus who has the exact same story. Again, pile of cocaine, a bunch of questionable girls who may or may not be of age. Everyone goes over and kicks the shit out of them. You basically, and pardon me for saying this, you basically film them getting raped and that's put forth as the fucking, uh, fucking porn industry. And the religious love those storylines. But again, they are trying to push prohibition. They don't want to push education. Right? And the thing that killed me about the Austin Stone experience as I (laughs) try to get back on track. Let me see. It was jerking off porn. um, What was the other topics? Sex before marriage. I'm trying to remember all the, but the last one, which I did not go to. And at this point I was like, okay, you know what? Fuck this. This is no longer entertaining to me. It was literally 
what married couples. Now, again, when you're a Christian, you are told one partner, one partner only. Make sure that person has a matching piece of metal on their left ring finger. And that's the only person you can have sex with for the rest of your life. Now, I'm telling you, if that's how you want to get down, then that's how you get down. I, I know lots of people. I know lots of people who have openly said, I cannot separate sex from emotion. As a result, these people are almost my age and they've got two to three partners. I know people, two to three partners is what you do on a bad week. <laughs> right? I know people whose sex count is in the triple digits. I bullshit you not. And those people are just as well adjusted mentally as the people with three partners, two partners. I know people with one partner. Again, you do you, but you make sure that is your call. Not some fucker standing behind a pulpit wearing a costume and a funny hat. You make sure that's what you want to do. And if you want to jerk the fuck off, don't listen to the dude who's probably lying about it. Oh, don't you watch porn? Go go get that fucker's laptop. His porn history is dark and fucking wretched. Because again, when you shame a natural impulse, the, 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 what's usually the natural reaction, you're going to practice that impulse. It's just going to be darker. And it's going to be in secret. Right? That, that's how it works. But again, I didn't even bother to go that last one because at that point, I was literally just sad. I'm like, wait, 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 wait. So you're telling me that these people can finally have sex because that's what you told them. Don't you dare do it unless you're married. And now you're going to have a fucking seminar on what these fuckers can't do. I don't want to hear it. I actually thought that was sad as shit. And this is the crippled relationship I was talking about earlier between religion and sex. Gang, don't listen to the people who are lying to you. Because I promise you, the majority of them are lying to you. Listen to Uncle Bobby. If If you just need some direction, listen to Uncle Bobby. Uncle Bobby is actually telling you, I'm not telling you what to do. I'm telling you to do what you want to do. And if you want to have one sex partner your entire life, and if that's what actually makes you happy, then do that. If you want to fuck everyone who won't say no to you, then you do that too. Or if you want to be somewhere in between, do that shit too. If you're a dude and you're attracted to other dudes, fuck some dudes. If you're a girl and you're attracted to some girls, fuck some girls. But don't you dare let someone else tell you what to do with your own goddamn genitals. Be it with or without a partner. That's for you. It's a little bit morbid, but here's an old Robert Reed saying, live your own life. For you will certainly die your own death. Go ahead. Make Frank make Frank Turk happy. Don't jerk off. Torture yourself. And at the end of the day, Frank will be happy as shit, but you won't. 
I actually remember. You know what the other one was that I remember now? Gay people. That was one of the seminars at the fucking Austin Stone. This may be three fucking episodes here. I'll keep it straight. But look here. I'll keep it short. I said straight. Where the fuck did that come from? But I remember. Probably because I was talking about fucking. But I remember. One of the episodes, one of the episodes, one of the seminars was literally about being a homosexual. And uh, one of the ladies who invited me was straight up. Because I told this person, look, my older sibling is in the community. This is going to be fucked up. And her kind of comforting moment was, oh, Robert, it's okay. The guy who's doing the sermon, his sister's afflicted as well. And they got the compassionate voice, but their verbiage is fucked up. And I learned something that day. It's it's kind of like, it's, it's what Frank Turek did. It's what all those fucking apologists and pastors do, it seems like. They switch to verbiage. And they do it without letting you know. So you agreed to it without agreeing to it. And then when they talk about you behind your back, they say you agreed to it. They say things like, Natural marriage. What the fuck is natural marriage? There's no gay marriage. There's no straight marriage. There's just marriage. It's not the sin of same-sex attraction. It's being gay. It's being a lesbian. I said this in my trans episode. We're not having the same conversation. And this fucker starts talking about their relative. They never said who. Because when she told me it was this person's sister, I was sworn to secrecy. I was like, why? Well, I, I say it all the time. It, it, it's my older sister. My, my older sister's trans. What, what's up? But, you know, to, to, to maintain secrecy and this person's struggling and, no, it's a sin of saying subtraction. And I'll never forget. So I remember a Chris Rock episode uh, show where he was saying being a comedian and being a preacher are the same thing. There's a rhythm. There's a rhythm. We The comedians need you to bite on a certain rhythm. That's how they get their laughs. Pastors do the exact same thing. That's how they get their emotional reaction. And he was frothing at the mouth. He was really going for it. And I still remember he was talking about the motherfucking uh, people who suffered from the sin of same-sex attraction. And he was like, you'll never have the family dinner. You'll never have the family vacation. You'll never, and so what? And what he was trying to say was, basically, you're going to suffer on this planet. For 60, 70, 80, whatever God gives you, you're going to suffer. But so what? What is that compared to a lifetime? Trillions and trillions of years of eternity, literally jerking God off. Telling them how great you are. Because these are the people who say heaven is nothing but praising God for an eternity. Isn't that so great? Isn't that worth 75 years of earthly pleasure? Again, I'm still waiting to hear where's the education. It's all prohibition. Right? I'm an education major, gang. Here's the scary portion. <laughs> Here's the scary portion. I'm actually qualified, and I almost did it. I'm actually qualified to teach 
high school level history. I'm an education major. <laughs> Little known fact. So as a result, of course, of taking education classes, you take child psychology classes, all this stuff. And I still remember one of the things was talking about sex education. I never had sex education growing up. Never did. My sex education, literally, 11th grade, Coach Sullivan isn't always a fucking coach. And when it came time to talk about sex after like the food pyramid, you know what we did? We watched the best of the best. A movie about Olympic Taekwondo starring Eric Roberts and James Earl Jones. I lie to you not. I To say I grew up in a very conservative and very Christian neighborhood and community is to put it gently. Matter of fact, for that shit bomb of a movie, let's see a little bit of this Hendrix. Hold on. Mm. It's so naughty. Gin and truth. Let's go. Where was I? Oh, the films. So in one of my college courses, we were talking about sex education and how it's you know presented to children. There were three types of films. The first one was education and fact-based sex education. And it's exactly what you're thinking. Penis, vagina, sperm, egg, condom, diaphragm, all, all the technical terms. We didn't watch pornos or anything like that. It was like, this is how it would be taught if it was an education-based sex education class. The other one was abstinence only, which, of course, is exactly what it sounds like. Don't you fucking do it. The third one was religion religious-based sex education class. And we watched a film on each and every, we watched several films on each and every single last uh, modality of getting across sex education. And this is another one of those, if I am lying, excuse me, I am dying. One of the religious-based um, films, and I'll never forget it, it was a classroom-like setting, more like Sunday school, and all the kids were raising their hand and they were giving the teachers these softball level questions. Well, teacher, I I, I, I really want to honor Jesus. So what you're saying is I shouldn't have sex before marriage. Why? Yes, Susie, you're, you're absolutely right. Uh, yes, uh, Billy, well, what, what is your question? Well, I don't have a question, ma'am. I just want to say I really love God. Well, of course you do. You're a good Christian little boy. Then, of course, there's always some fucker named Johnny. And this is what got all of us. And if it wasn't so sad, we all would have laughed because the ending was so fucking ridiculous. And the last question, and this is word for word. I'll never forget this. I was like, well, yes, uh, Johnny. Well, uh, miss, uh, what if I what if I don't want to wait till marriage to have sex? And the teacher goes over and, again, this is exactly what the fuck. This was an actual film showed in school. She puts her hands on his desk. She leans into it and she looks at him and says, well, Johnny, you need to be prepared to die. Ominous music and they fade to black. That was the religious based sex education film. They were all like that. It was all scare tactics. And you know what? They're right. You could die from sex, especially back then. You get the sick dick, you get the itchy scratchies, you get the drip drops. The 90s were brutal in terms of information. We really thought you can get AIDS from touching someone with AIDS. 
sitting on a toilet seat. We thought you can catch the gay. You remember those days? For those of you my age? Yeah. Now AIDS is no longer a death sentence. It sucks, but it's no longer a death sentence. People live vibrant lives with AIDS now. But back then, so she was technically right, but that's all they pushed. Because what did I say in the beginning? When it's when religion walks hand in hand with sex, it is about prohibition. It is not about education. And let me put a little asterisk by this. It's been a while since I've been a church-going man. Maybe it's different. And if it is, again, by all means, hit me up. I want to know if I'm wrong on this. But in my experience, when, when religion talks about sex, it is all about prohibition. It is not about education. It is a laundry list of things that you can't do versus education. How many of our gay brothers and sisters not only have been shamed into a closet, but have been shamed into taking their own lives? Again, I said this during the trans episode. Imagine waking up every single day just being told, that drawing your next breath makes you bad. And again, a lot of Christians, will, oh, I, I totally understand. I mean, I, I I coveted and it was terrible. I know exactly what it means to be. Shut the fuck up. Now, I'll speak on my own experience. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, oh God, yeah. Oh, God, yeah. Sexual innuendo, you know what time it is. Hold on. Hmm. Gin and truth. It's so naughty. Let's go. Every single time, and I lie to you not, when my dick guard hard for no reason other than the wind was blowing, I was made to feel bad. We all were. Why? I was a kid. I wasn't married. These are horrible, sinful feelings. And again, I, I let, me, let me take a moment to beat the shit out of Frank Turek. Again, it is that horrible thing they say that homosexual feelings aren't bad. It's homosexual actions. Dude, fuck you. It's kind of like the song Scarface by Scarface. I'm not going to get too explicit, but he puts a gun to his head. The guy's head, the other drug dealer. Don't breathe. He takes a breath. What's Scarface going to do? Telling a gay person that there's nothing wrong with being gay, you just can't be gay. Gang is the exact same thing. Telling anyone, be it gay, straight, somewhere in between, it doesn't fucking matter. When you demonize a natural impulse, the natural reaction is you're going to engage in that impulse it's just going to be darker. This is not okay, in my opinion. And no, and this isn't some angry former Christian, blah, 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 blah. This is someone kicking the actual factuals. I put this on the same vein as that example of my friend whose husband looked at her when she was halfway through dinner. I was like, bitch, you better not take another bite. Now, you superset that with someone who already has body dysmorphia. Guess what she's going to do? Behind your back, 
She's going to have five bags of peanut M&Ms. She's going to work out for four hours because she doesn't want to throw up because she has to have her teeth because her family pictures have to be perfect. You are shaming people into doing practicing natural impulses, darker and way more unsafe. So let me tell y'all something. We're about to wrap this shit up. I presented the problem. Here's my motherfucking solution. I, I Let me say it one more time. If your version of Jesus makes you a better person, do that shit. Like I said about Joseph motherfucking Nola, I will never debate that man on the existence of his Jesus. You want to know why? I like his Jesus. I don't know if professional Christians can have a drink. I'd pour that fucker a drink. I really would. I like him. I think he's cool. His version of Jesus seems all right. But here's the thing. I'm not even talking about his version or other Christians. I'm talking about Christianity in general. It shames you when you want to practice a natural impulse. And in this case, the natural impulse is sex. So here's my motherfucking solution. Don't talk to your pastor. Don't talk to your preacher. Don't talk to your God. Talk to the person who looks back to you when you look back in the mirror. What does that person want to do? And let me say it again. If your sex act does not include a victim, go for it. There's nothing wrong with experiencing something that you don't like. There isn't. I've done it. Right? You're like, hey, let's try this. Okay, that was not what I thought it was going to be. Okay, you tried some shit and you didn't like it. But every person, there's one moment in particular that I'm not going to get into detail. It's like, let's give it a shot. Okay, that's not what I thought it was going to be. You only regret in this world that which you do not try. Don't ask your pastor. Don't ask your preacher. Don't ask your Jesus. Don't ask your God. If you ask me, ask yourself, and more importantly, ask your partner. Do they give enthusiastic consent? Is this something that you really want to try? Don't be pressured. Do not be pressured. If there's one thing I've learned about sex, I'll, I'll speak for myself since we're talking about fucking. <laughs> I love going down on my part. I love it. You know why I love it? Because I love it. I do. And if you're enthusiastic about it, you'll never guess what? Your partner's going to fucking love it. I, I love at this age, maybe at 20, it was different. At this age, seeing my partner orgasm, oh my God, it's so hot. And I will work my ass off. Do something that you like and make sure that your partner's on the receiving end. That is great sex. And I didn't have to ask a Jesus. I didn't have to ask a pastor. I asked my partner. I check in with my partner. You should check in with your partner. My solution is open and honest conversations. My solution is enthusiastic consent. My Solution is have an adventurous experience uh, uh, attitude when it comes to sex. 
If everyone is on the up and up, and if the worst thing you can say is, I didn't enjoy it, then hey, guess what? You didn't enjoy it. But again, if everyone is on the up and up, if everyone is on the same page, if everyone's willing to give it a shot, and that includes jerking off to porn, having one-on-one, two-on-one gang, who gives a shit? Again, Frank Turek isn't in your fucking bedroom. Fucking bedroom. I'm not going to take it. I'm going to take another motherfucking shot. Hold on. You know what time it is. It's so naughty. Gin and truth. Let's go. But let's wrap this shit up because I've held y'all for long enough. Frank Turek isn't in your bedroom. And like I said, live your own life for you will certainly die your own death. Please continue to work to make Frank Turek happy. And everyone else who tells you, you can't do something in bed, guess what? They don't know you and they really don't give a shit. And every single last one of them telling you, don't do it, they're probably doing it too. So live your own life in every way, shape, and form. But in terms of sex, if Uncle Bobby can tell you anything, you do you. And again, communication, and enthusiastic consent. Let me say that one more time. Communication and enthusiastic consent. The big guy's gonna sign the fuck off. Gin and truth. It's so naughty. Let's go.